you're going to, I reckon, Dave, Stephen Fry's got you. You're going to be saying, I wasn't going to, you know, and then the moment I saw it and I put my hands on one, that was it. I had to have one. Yeah. I said that about my first girlfriend, too, actually. <laughs> and that Mac.com supporting the New Zealand Mac community. Welcome, everyone, to the NZMac.com podcast number 33. Um, my name is David, and joining me on the line is uh, Phil Phil Kareem Roy. G'day. Because he's a basketball superstar from uh, Palmerston North, and also Darren. Hello, Darren. How's it going? How I certainly there, don't Darren? have the hype for basketball, I can tell you that now. Actually, I can vouch for that because I've met you in person. <laughs> yeah, good things come in small packages, right, buddy? Yeah, like dynamite. <laughs> How long have you been waiting on that one? Uh, about a second. So, like, this is the first time when the three of us have done a podcast in, um, well, Quite a while now, it's been it? a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Because didn't I try to join you guys the last time? And it did, that's right, it didn't work. Yeah, I remember that. Nice editing on that, by the way. Yes, we managed to cut you out easily. <laughs> that was amazing. I, did, I, I couldn't even remember when I came in. I, couldn't, I had no idea. I thought the brilliant editing. Anyway, okay, so what we're talking about, obviously, because um, it's the 31st of January... Apple's big new announcement. Everybody's seen it by now. It is the new addition to the iPod lineup. And if you haven't seen it, it's the new iPod that has a 10-inch diagonal screen. Uh, but basically, it's um, probably the best iPod that they've ever made. So what, what we're going to do tonight is talk talk a little bit uh, about that. I can see Darren seething right now. <laughs> of course, it's not the iPod. It's the iPad. Sorry, I'm transposing vowels. But that's what it is. It's a big iPod. Tell me what it does other than what an iPod Touch does right now, besides reading books through the iBookstore, tell me what it does otherwise, in technologically. What does it do? Well, yeah, it is, it is the same, but that's because it's running OS X, which is um, the operating system that's on the iPhone and the iPod Touch. Um, so in terms of technicalities, it's, it's pretty much the same. The big difference, though, is because you've got more screen real estate, you can actually do more with it. I mean, if you watch the keynote and saw um, how they were interacting with iWork, you, you know that like there's no way that you could ever do that on, a, on an iPod Touch or an iPhone. I mean, I've got documents to go on the iPhone. works quite well, but it's such a tiny screen, it actually... Um, the ability to do any real sort of document editing on it is nothing really more than um, you know manipulating text, which um, you know you can use notes for that or, or whatever. But um, technically, it's it's the same. Yeah, but, sure. But then again, there's no difference between um, you know a MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air, and a MacBook. Um, you know the standard MacBook. So well, but, yeah, but you're comparing comparing within the line. Of course, you're right. But what you're comparing is the iPad versus you know an iPhone or an I, an iPod Touch. And the only the only problem with like let's dig into this. Like the only the only problem with the the iWork suite as I saw it is that and I'm a, I'm a huge user of Keynote. I use Keynote all the time. I, I sometimes use Numbers, but I I and I well, once in a while use Pages. But I use Keynote all the time. How do I get a keynote file that I edit on my MacBook Pro to the iPad. Well, I've got to plug it in. Bonjour. Yeah. Is, is, is that confirmed? Um, 
there's talk I've been reading today. There's talk of um, that they're reimagining the way that you're going to deal with files and folders and so on. So it it looks like there's going to be some way that when you plug it in, that possibly you know a virtual disk appears on your Mac um, to let you get at those files that you've created by the looks of things. Okay. Yeah, but they're not doing anything different to what's already out there. You look at. Um uh, what's a good example? Documents to go is not because it's got a syncing application. Uh, the other one, what's um, Quick Office? Quick Office, um, basically, you connect using um, Bonjour, and basically, you're doing it through a web browser. But there's nothing to say, you know. You, well, you, you can actually still do it through the Finder if you go um, yeah. connect to folder or connect to server. Um, so they're not really doing anything different well, to what's already there. They're just making it easier to access. If it well, shows up well they, they are because Apple's never done this before. I mean, I, I get what you're getting at. Other, other companies have created that sort of workaround or, or well, probably workarounds work- long term anyway but, but but Apple's never really done that sort of no. approach with anything they've got on either the iPad or the, uh, on the iPhone or the um, iPod Touch because they've never had the need to if you look at voice recorder what's the best application to synchronise your voice apps into? It makes mm. sense that it's going to be iTunes um, because they didn't have iWork or any application that um, uh, was along those lines. They had no need to actually open up the file system. Now, hmm. they've already had the system in place, otherwise those other apps wouldn't have worked. So you have that web server, that Bonjour server and, and all that. Right. But the, the difference being if um, if what they're saying is correct, because we don't know anything. Um, they haven't released um, OS 10.4 yet. Um, they... That won't come until the device is released, and by that time they'll also be updating the the iPhone and the iPod Touch. Do you mean ten point seven or what? No, no. OS ten is yeah. the name for the applica- uh, the operating system that's running on iPhone and iPod. Well, it's Touch. OS OS ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, the the iPhone OS is a derivative of the OS ten um, operating system. Yeah, but they they just call it OS ten. Whereas the Mac version, the desktop version, laptop version, blah, 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 is Mac OS ten. That's the differentiating. They oh. call it OS ten because it's still the same underlying architecture. It's just that the interface is different to handle the multi-touch. Um, so it's basically the same operating system. The- this, yeah, this is what Apple Insider is saying, and obviously this is information somebody else has sent them. They're talking about, one, first of all, they're, they're reimagining the way that you deal with documents. You no longer have to delve through folders like you would on a computer, you know, and the best example they're talking about is things like iPhoto. I mean, you never go hunting for photos uh, in in folders within your computer in iPhoto. You're always in iPhoto, and that's where you work. Mm. And they're saying that that's the same way you'll use iWorks and these things on your iPad. You know, when you use launch the application, the i um, iWorks specific applica- uh, files will be there for you to access. Um, they say with this configuration, iPad will make each um, app's documents allowing use available, allowing users to wirelessly mount their iPad via Wi-Fi and simply drag and drop files back and forth between it and their desktop computer. I like that idea. I'm, hmm. I, I like the idea of. Um, I mean, if you're if you're working in pages, it makes sense that if you're syncing between the two. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what the desktop version are. Um, I work 
2010 is going to be. Yeah, um, the, 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 the good example they use there as well, Darren, um, because you use it, and I know I don't, is iMovie. You know, the more recent version of iMovie, yeah. you're not going off to hunt for your movie projects. They're just no. there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you, you do have organisational um, abilities in iPhoto and iMovie. Um, at the moment, not so much with uh, pages and numbers, but I, I can see them rolling it in to sort of make the interface a lot easier. Um, of course, there's also, uh, don't forget, I, um, on t- in terms of iWork, you've also got iWork.com. Um, which, which is going nowhere, really. Well, it hasn't the, gone anywhere. No, but they, they've had a year to sort of, I, I think... There is a lot of back-end stuff that they haven't actually rolled out um, that they're we don't know They're just watching it. Yeah, that's all they're doing. They're watching well, to see how people are using it, and they're watching to see what works and what doesn't. I've tried it a few times, and frankly, it's pretty limited what it can do. And it's been a year, yeah, but that's as you funny. say. You've got to remember there's a big beta label against that. So oh, they've, true. they've yeah. basically been pushed it out to, to allow people to test it, see how they want to work with yeah. it. Um, there's the option to send feedback, which... Me personally, I've done a couple of times. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not even coming close to seeing what um, the development side of it is, is you know. And I, I seriously think that this year, iWork.com is actually going to be a really stellar product. Um, it'll be probably released at the same time as um, uh, iWork for the desktop and, of course, the iPad. So that basically, right from the word go, as soon as it's, everything's released, you know, you're going to be able to have this great collaboration, the ability to edit online. Um, you know, basically it'll be Google Docs the way that Google Docs should have done it, you know. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, at the end of the day, though, if you're, if you're manipulating, if you're using a couple of documents and if there's this new kind of access system that you guys are talking about using, um, so the documents are just there, well, that, that has to apply to the entire file system that can't just be for pages documents or or numbers documents or keynote documents because frankly i i use a lot of other types of documents and if i'm using you know the pages keynote and numbers documents in a different way in a different environment than i'm using the other documents well that that's going to kind of confuse me number one and it'll just be a hodgepodge of different ways of interacting with your information i mean at the end sorry i don't know if it never would because because i mean if you imagine i mean a crude example is watching somebody on a PC or even a Mac that uses Word, uh, uses Microsoft Word, who, who the number of people who frequently access the recent documents menu. Hmm. So you imagine if you're in Keynote and when you open it up, instead of it showing you all the choices you've got to start a new presentation, it's got every single one of your presentations that, that's sitting on your Mac. Yeah, well, you can you can do that. You can kind of do that already with other with different with third party software. I mean, you yeah. kind of. I mean, I, I get what you mean, but I mean, at the end, I just can't see. I mean, I use Air Sharing, Air Sharing Pro, I think it is, to move documents from my MacBook Pro to my iPhone, and and it, okay, it works okay, and it, it it sets up a Bonjour drive, and yeah, fine, you can throw throw files across, but frankly, it's a bit of a pain. It's a bit slow, um, and it, you know, and it's not it's not the best experience in the world. And if the iPad's anything like that. I just can't see how people are going to use it for a massive amount of creative kind of work. I mean, I've read around the net over the past couple of days that this is a device that is for consuming. It's not a device for creating. And you can kind of the, – the Keynote app is – again, this one I take a lot of interest in. Everybody says, well, look at this. You can, you can actually show presentations on it. Well, to whom? 
who who would I who would I show that to? Who would I who would I actually show a lot of these presentations to just on an actual um, on an actual iPad? I probably wouldn't show it to anyone. And if I have to connect it to a projector, I have to be tethered with a cord. Like if you imagine, think of Steve Jobs actually giving his presentation, giving his keynote, using the iPad to drive the projector. It would have been tethered the entire time. Uh-huh. And and that's that's what's kind of ironic about this is that it might be it might be the kind of device that you use to look at a keynote presentation, but it's not something that you're going to use to drive a keynote presentation. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I just I don't know. I, I I'm a little dubious about it. I mean, I'm interested that they've released that, but I'm just a little a little dubious about uh, you know about how they've done that. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Phil? Um, yeah, I I, I guess. That sort of idea of um, using it for a presentation, I don't. Well, I don't want to say Apple hasn't fully thought it through. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm probably going to go global for a moment and talk about my overall reaction to it. I think what it is is absolutely stunning, and I think you know, in terms of its functionality and stuff, it's it's very impressive. But I, I, I was surprised by how closed off it was in terms of its ability to do things. And that sort of thing that you're talking about, Dave, the ability to do a keynote with it. Um, you know, there may be some adapters that come in and things like that. But Are I'm, you talking about connecting to a projector? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're talking about. It's called the dock connector. Yeah, yeah, no, but just what I was saying there before you dropped off is that imagine if Steve Jobs gave his keynote driving it with an iPad. He would have had it connected, physically connected. Well, no, 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 it was physically connected. Yeah, that's right, when he did the demo. He wouldn't have done the entire thing. Think of him, think of the slides behind him. When, mm-hmm. when, when, I, when I do presentations, I use a, a little mobile presenter. I'm never standing beside the computer, so I would never use an iPad to drive a presentation unless I could drive that presentation wirelessly. In other words, if the if the if it was in front of me on the iPad, the actual keynote presentation, and I could advance the slides wirelessly, then that's what I would do. But that gets you in- may you may find that you can, Dave. I mean, I can't remember whether it's got Bluetooth or not, but you could certainly you may find it comes with a clicker. I don't yeah, think because you can do it with the iPhone. You, they have a keynote app with the iPhone, which is yeah, frank, yeah. frankly quite. Well, it's the same application. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so so all the. Um, so when you're playing work. the keynote, it should be exactly the same as what would but, be. But um, it would seem slightly ironic to be using an iPhone to drive your iPad yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, going way back to the question about, you know, is this just the um, iPod Touch big? The, there's a really interesting article on Macworld, and this is sort of one of the. This touches on this area of things being closed off a bit. Um, according to the Macworld article, um, which relates to um, how effective iPad might be for enterprise, it doesn't have all the things that the iPod Touch or the iPhone has, including things like push email and the ability for uh, to hook into uh, Exchange. Oh. Uh, but is that really the case? <laughs> we're, um, we're looking at a we're looking at an application that's a, a derivative of iPhone OS three point um, it's 3.2 specifically designed for the thing, and it's not even released. We we don't know what iPhone OS 4.0 is going to be. No. Um, but, but, so I mean, one... so every everything that people are saying is just purely conjecture. Can't do it now, but that's not to say that it isn't actually going to be done on release date. I, no, I but, don't but, see but, any. But everything uh, that we are saying is also conjecture as well. And I guess taking true. this further, the 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 the, the interesting thing about this article that got me is what 
gets me in relation to the iPad both for enterprise and for education. And let me just give you a specific example. I mean, I was speculating to friends before this was announced that this was going to be a really big thing for schools. You know, this is going to be a tablet of some sort. It's going to be amazing. Uh, You're going to be able to look at magazines, surf the web, all that sort of stuff. And now... You can do those things, but if I was a teacher in charge of an IT lab thinking I want 100 iPads, how the heck am I going to roll those out into a school? Yeah, good point. Or into enterprise. If you wanted to give everyone that you work with one of these iPads, how would you roll that out? How would you build a custom app that you want your staff to have only and get it on this thing? Same way as how you do it with the iPhone. Which is how? I, I can't see any. I can't. What do you mean? Which is how? You've got all well, the. How, how would you build a? Cu- how do you build a custom app to get onto an iPhone that only your staff have? How do you um, make? You sure? just push it out through the servers. There's a tool that you download. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the tool. Apple produces it. It's a free application. You download it, um, and you can push out your own custom internal apps. You don't have to go through um, App Store or anything. It's designed specifically for like enterprises and school environments and things like that. I thought that um, was only about settings. I didn't think it was nope, about applications. No, it's applications. You can roll oh, out wow. policies. You can do everything on it. Um, and and to a limited extent, you can sort of do it in iTunes, but not not so much as what this um, tool does. You can um, do it in iTunes U because that's that's one mm. of the fun, yeah that's one of the things of iTunes U is you can you can limit who downloads your material. Mm. But a, a lot of these comments, I mean, they they're coming from people who are who tend not to look at the history of what Apple's done. You know, they're, they're saying, oh, the limitations at the moment can't do Exchange, blah, blah, blah. But they're not thinking that Apple is not going to drop Exchange support. They're not thinking that Apple isn't going to... Um, oh, or, um, you know, they're, they're not they're not going to go backwards. Apple has never gone backwards. They're always going to go forward. So while the demo product that they got their hands on was basically a, a stripped-down version of what it will be, all that stuff that currently is in the iPhones and the iPod Touches and all that is going to be in the new version, uh, sorry, in the iPad when it's fully released. It doesn't make sense that Apple will go backwards. So I think a lot of the complaints people are making are just because they – they're sort of not really thinking. They've got tied up in all these rumours that have been flying around when half the rumours didn't make sense in the first place because Apple has, uh, history shows that Apple was never going to pro- uh, progress along those lines. Well, I mean, that, that may, that, I mean, that might be a little unfair because it's not like people are complaining, you know, without, without merit. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of the criticisms that I've seen are, I feel, fairly valid criticisms about a product like this. Now, I know what ends up Such happening is, well, what ends up happening is, before I get to that, but what ends up happening is that the people that levy the criticisms are also the people that end up getting dismissed by those apparently who have um, what you know they feel is a more fine-tuned and precise and clear vision of what Apple is trying to do with this particular product, whereas those who are criticizing are essentially what they're doing is they're just pointing out that, well, frankly, you know, is there anything that in this product that I could use. For example, why can't I sync wirelessly? Why can't I sync iTunes wirelessly? Um, where are the magazines that you know we were kind of? You know, how do I how do I actually get magazine content? Now, frankly, what about PDFs? As from what I've heard, and we don't know this for sure because as you point out, Darren, it's, you know, release date is really when we're going to know a lot of these things. If I'm an academic, well, I am. I want to look at a PDF and I want to actually 
mark up that PDF as I normally do if I was reading it on paper. Um, but first of all, I don't think we don't, we're not sure if the iPad actually reads PDFs natively. It converts of course them. To, it does. Well, probably, no, yeah, definitely. Well, no, but apparently it's it converts the operating them, system. No, but apparently it converts it to to uh, to EPUB. That's what no, I heard. No, no, no. EPUB is the format of the books. Created by, Adobe, created by Adobe, which is slightly ironic, both yeah, of them. There's ironic. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that it converts the PDF to EPUB. No, no, it's just okay. got EPUB. So here's another problem. It lets, okay, let's assume that it actually you know, reads PDFs natively, which would be great. How do I actually read those PDFs online? What I have to do is I have to, ref, I have to rely on a third-party application. I have, to, I have to go to the App Store where there's 140,000 applications for purchase, and I have to figure out what's the best way, what's the best application to, to view a PDF, mark up that PDF, and then send that PDF back to my MacBook Pro, my main computer. But you won't need to do that. Well, I mean, if, if we go back to what, what they're saying about the file system, whether, uh, you know, once again, we'll know when it comes out. Yeah, hope so, you yeah. just copy the file across onto the thing. I mean, how you can, in theory, you can use iTunes to do that because iTunes handles all PDFs and all that anyway. Right, but you need a viewer that you can mar- you can do markups but on But it's PDF. built into the system. Every, every viewer that's out there is actually using the internal Apple... Um, uh, like the preview. internal viewer yeah. Yeah. Um, that's in the operating system anyway. So all, all of that's just conge- even even reading Word, Excel, iWork documents. It's all using yeah. the viewer that's already built into the um, into the system. Mail uses it. Um, uh, Auto share that that well is it. What you were calling AirShare, sorry. AirSharing, yeah, AirSharing Pro, yeah. That's um, that's true. It does. I can't mark it up, but I mean that. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's maybe that'll be solved then. That that's good. But why why can't I multitask? Why can't I listen to music and type on my pages document at the same um, time? I'm sorry, but you can. But it's I heard that you can't. There's no. There's you no, can't. Well, you can't, you can't this multitask. is what I was saying. This a lot of these comments are actually based on people who aren't really looking at the history. You, no, you no, can, no. You, be I mean, on, it, it, on your iPhone and listen to your music while working in Bento, while working in a uh, um, a document and documents to go and things like that. There, can you can it, you have Skype? Can you have Skype open, ready to see if people have come online while you're um, running Bento? Exactly. That's what push notifications all about. <clears throat> right. Apple's have but again, Apple's again, got systems in place to allow that stuff to happen. It's up to the developer to use those systems. And and that's the the problem. Everyone's blaming Apple. Oh, you can't do this. You can't multitask. You can multitask. You can't run multiple applications. But, but sorry, a but push notification. A push notification is not multitasking. It's a workaround yes, it is. for failure. No, multitasking. no. A multitask is running. Um, so I can text. Tasks. I can text chat with you on my iPhone while I've still got another application open. Well, no, that's different. That that's running multiple applications. Multitasking is more than just. Uh, having multiple applications open at one time. If you're listening to music and if you're listening uh, and if you're getting push notifications, which is currently um, the way it happens now, that is multitasking. Well, it's a form well, of okay. But, I'll give you that. It's kind well, of a form it is of, multitasking yeah. by yeah. definition. Yeah. It's multitasking, right? Yeah. What but, people are but, getting. So, it's, but you're saying that multitasking by the name is effectively more than one task being able to run at once. And I, I don't disagree with the functionality that you describe. You can do all those things. But if my task that I want to do is text chat while I've got Bento open, I can't do that. Yeah, but why would you want to do that? Well, okay, here's that, Darren. The, here's the, another, the here's another is, scenario. You're looking, at, you're looking at a device that is limited in memory. 
Um, like yep. Diphone, for example, only 128 meg of RAM. Now, if you're using multiple tasks on a system with 128 meg of RAM, sooner or later your your user experience is going to disappear. Has it only got 128 megs of RAM? Uh, I think so. Internal RAM. Wow. Uh, as in, that's usable by the system. I don't know what the iPad's got. See There's what, no I, what I was about. To- what I was what I was about to say was that well, what I can't do is if I'm in, if I'm generating a, if I'm in a keynote presentation on the iPad and I want to bring over an image that I found in Safari, I can't do that. But then I'm then I'm catching myself thinking, well, this isn't the kind of device where I would be doing that anyway. To be fair, yeah, but there are ways around that. That's what copy and paste is for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Which but again, is, is the, how we work on the desktop anyway. Kind of, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, there is a work away around a way around it. That's one of the things you've said then, and you've also talked about the limitations here. And I guess that was the thing that kind of has surprised me with this. It is more closed off and limited than I expected. And and going back to Dave's comments about um, people criticising it are being slated in some respects. There was a really interesting article from Stephen Fry, and it was quite humorous, I thought, but I think he actually got the whole concept wrong. He suggested that people criticising the iPad was a bit like people who watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? (laughs) Because he was at the Apple event, and he said, you know... Yeah, I saw him in the crowd. When, When you watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire... You sit there and think, I could do a damn sight better than that person sitting in that chair. There's no way that I would react like that. And his argument was it's an entirely different thing when you're actually there. So he was saying when he picked up the iPad, you know, he just was stunned by it. So all these people are saying that it isn't quite what they wanted or expected. Yeah. Therefore, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. And I think that's wrong. I, I, I still I, think I, it's... I think it's stunning. I think it's very impressive. Yep. But there are things missing, and, and notably the camera for me, that, that just amazed me that it was left out. See, see, I, I completely disagree with that. I think the people, a lot of the criticisms by people are actually by people who don't understand what a tablet is supposed to be. They're trying to compare it to the iPad, uh, sorry, iPod Touch, and they're trying to compare it to the iPhone. It's certainly not an iPhone, mm. um, yeah, that's so it's the camera doesn't a, make it, it, sense. It's not a tablet, is it? It is. It's a tablet. Well, it's Phil, like Phil Schiller actually called it a tablet, tablet once. Okay, yeah, can I, that's can I give what you, the tablet should be. So here's, here's, here's another scenario. I, I, I was thinking about my folks when it was first announced. Me too, yeah. yeah. Dad gets up in the morning, goes to the Mac Mini, checks the stuff website, does the news, <laughs> Mum later on checks the email, surfs the web a bit. She's got a uh, reunion genealogy program that I bought for her years ago that she uses, does a bit of printing, bit of scanning. Um, the only other thing they do is that they've got an eyesight camera that I gave them and they Skype with the grandparents, uh, with the grandchildren. <coughs> Excuse me. And before this came out, I thought, God, if this is going to be a tablet with a camera that's facing them, this is going to be amazing. I can go to them with a USB connection and say to them, get rid of your Mac Mini. You know, here's this thing, Dad, you can be sitting in the lounge, flicking through the paper. Um, If the grandkids come online, you'll get a message. You can click a button, and there they are, and you can talk to them. Because that's the sort of thing you can do with a tablet. Yeah, that's not that's not what the the idea behind a tablet is all about. The, 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 that, that's one of the common mistakes people think of. The, the tablet they're thinking is essentially a cut down laptop, but it's not. 
a tablet is designed the best example to, to describe how a tablet should be used would be in like things like warehouses where you don't want to carry around a laptop because it's too heavy. You don't want to carry around something like an iPod Touch or, or some other form of PDA because it's too small. Something in between that's roughly the size of a, a, a sheet of pad, you can carry it around with you, you can do all your, your text entry, you can do all your um, uh, uh, databasing and things like that, all from that little pad. You get back, you sync it back to the desktop, and all that information's there. The, so, so, so who's their market? Because this is what I don't get. Because, me too, yeah. Because, their market uh, is, is basically, in, in reality, the, the tablet should really be the one that kills the MacBook Air. Um, the MacBook Air was kind of, I suppose, a, a prototype for the tablet in the sense that it's ultra lightweight. But the problem with the MacBook Air is it's still a laptop. It's It's got that screen. It makes it bulky, makes it difficult to handle. Um, so if you eliminated the MacBook Air and, and put the tablet in the place of the MacBook Air, that's where it makes sense. Um, it's for mobile people who want to be able to do um, document editing, who want to be able to work, um, manipulate data and things like that on the fly without having to carry around bulky laptops or without having to carry around um, sm- screens that are too small to, to work on. That's right. that's kind of where the okay. tablet should I be I get sitting. all that, but are you saying that you don't think a tablet needs either a web camera or a USB connection? Good question. But it has Good question. a USB connection. That's what the dock connector is. Yeah, it's not the, quite the USB. The dock connector takes a... Not quite, not quite USB though. Well, it is. How do it's, I print? How do I print USB. my keynote presentation or my pages document to my printer? Is it going to be able to print? Wireless printer. Does that work on the iPhone right now? Uh, there's applications that do it. Really? Actually, yeah. I honestly didn't know that. I'm not saying that facetiously. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. There's, there's applications that do it, and if if your network's set up, if your printers are set up on the on the wireless. So again, wireless I have app. to rely on third-party applications and try. And I can't try any well, of these before I buy them. I have to buy them first, and then realize they suck. And then I've just wasted. No, nah, there, there's free versions out there on on the third-party stuff, but we don't know what Apple's going to do. As I yeah, say, you know, yeah. Apple's Apple's basically been concentrating on on getting the operating system working first, leaving everything else to other developers, and then. They sort of take the ideas that work and then roll them in and make it nicer. Yeah. Um, See, I, I mean, going back to the web camera, another thing that popped up, you know, I could have, when I was back teaching, handed these to a group of kids and said, right off you go, I want you to go and do a survey around the school. And if there was Skype or iChat running at some point, I'm sitting in the classroom looking after the kids that didn't get to go and do a survey, and up pops a message from one of the kids, you know, or a little wee video because they want to ask me a question. I, I mean, I'm quite staggered that there wasn't a web camera. And when I, my, I think I posted forward facing, and what I meant was the front of it facing me, not mm. facing out to take photos. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're also see the problem I have with the camera. A, if the camera was on the back like it is on the iPhone, then having a 10-inch camera makes no sense. I mean, you think of holding a magazine up. Mm. And that's effectively your camera. That makes no sense. The forward-facing, yes, I can sort of understand that, except for the fact that the iPad is not designed as a communications tool. That's what the iPhone's for. Apple's not going to cannibalize the potential sales of the iPhone for the sales of the the iPad. I, I can understand where you're coming from, but there's nothing to say, well, you can't do that later on with a um uh, a dot connected camera or iPhone or something. It's not like a that. communications device, but it's got. Well, it is essentially what you're saying. 
because you're trying to communicate, you're having that camera okay. there. It, but you're saying it's not aimed at it, but, it, but it's got wireless, it's got 3G, and according to all the sites, the latest version of the OS and beta, um, Apple have also announced that they have released or allowed the functionality from now on to do VoIP over um, 3G. Yep. 3G. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can do all that, but then again, you can do the same with the laptop. Now, the laptop's not designed as a communications device, is it? What? It can do all those things. Sure it is. I I travel around New Zealand all the time, and I use my laptop as a a main communications device. But its sole purpose is not as a communications device. It's not like a telephone, but I mean, yeah, I would argue that the iPhone's sole purpose isn't necessarily a communications device. Well, it is. It's a phone. Well, it's not a phone. It's a communication device. Yeah, but well, it's not. That is. That's, 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 when Steve Jobs came out and says the killer application for this, uh, for the iPhone is the ability to make calls. Now, you can't tell me that that's not what they were trying to do with the iPhone. That, no, it's that, not, the definitely. Wasn't, that, it wasn't, you know, this isn't a really amazing way to make phone calls. That wasn't ever the selling point for the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's what he said. He, he came out and said, if you go back in the keynote, he says, the killer application on this device is the ability to make calls. No, That's no, no. I'm sorry. He, he, he touted that they were going to release three devices, if you remember, one that could let you yeah. surf the web, one that could actually make calls, and one that could play music, and it just happened to be three devices that ended up being one. Go back and watch the release. He, he says the killer application for I- any phone is the ability to make calls. Well, it do- I'll tell you why it does it poorly, because the, uh, the refuse call button, which is red, is in the wrong place. Because how many times have I actually hung up on people when they've called me because I, my hand naturally gravitates to a certain part where the phone is, where in other applications that where, that's where the OK button is or something, and that's where in the phone app it's where the you know, refuse call happens to be or ignore or whatever it's called. Yeah. And then I realize uh, I've hung up on someone. I, I guess the next aspect that I would like your sort of views on both of you is do you consider this to be a media device, if you like? And obviously I'm getting towards the issue about the lack of flash on it. Um, yeah, but media is a, a completely sort of open-ended topic, really. I mean, it's yep. designed for document editing, and documents are a form of media, as is audio and video and all that. Um, with regards to Flash, the biggest problem with Flash is the fact that Adobe doesn't allow anyone but Adobe to create a Flash player. Um, no, and, sorry, that's completely untrue. Well, Excellent. where's the Controversy. other... App? Where, where's the other plugins? Where's, where's the other um, uh, pl- players that I can use as a as a form uh, as an alternative to Adobe Flash? Oh, I've got some sitting on my hard drive. If you want, no, send me some links. Yep, yep. Because um, because the studies have shown, and and this is coming from Apple's um, uh, help center and all that, or you know all the reports that they run. Ninety percent or more of all the crashes that occur on Mac OS X is due to the Adobe Flash Player. Yeah. Now the, the really interesting thing about this, and mm. um, because there's a, I've, I've already created the show notes for this because um, I've, I've been reading so many things of interest about the iPad. I've put a whole lot of links to um, ones, and I posted one on nzmac.com um, by John Gruber, which I thought was superb, very brilliantly written. Now. You know, first thing is, I've always been surprised by people's um, loathing of Flash. I've never had an issue with it until very recently. Um, On my laptop at work, with the latest version, for the first time ever, when I um, 
watch a Flash movie, the fans kick in, and I've never experienced that before in my life. Um, I've experienced it basically from leap it onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people have had that. And I thought Gruber's article was really good because I think he leveled the blame at two people, uh, two groups, and that was Adobe and Apple. And I thought he was quite fair in his piece. Um, And part of that was for Adobe's point was that, for example, the plugins are not 64-bit capable. So they are effectively dated on OS X, and they, that seems to be part of the issue. Oh. But the other interesting aspect is they are also not hardware accelerated like they are on the PC, that the plugins on the Mac and the PC are very different. The plugins on the Mac do not use hardware acceleration because Apple has not provided the APIs to let people do that. Ah, that's well, what have. that's all about. Okay. No, they haven't. Because they've given the QuickTime. If they do everything through QuickTime APIs and things like that, that's what he was saying. If, if they did it through QuickTime, because QuickTime is hardware accelerated, they could actually have that hardware acceleration. It's the fact that Apple hasn't allowed direct access to the hardware, which is, makes sense. It's a security issue. It's one of the reasons why Windows is so buggy and, and so insecure is because of that hardware accessibility. Um, not so much with later versions of Windows, but certainly when you had the likes of um, uh, Windows 95 and 98, where you could hit the hardware directly, um, a lot of viruses were actually taking advantage of that. Um, so they stuck that security layer. Now, very few Linux, uh, Unix-based operating systems will allow direct hardware um, communication. They have to have some form of API to get in the way. Apple has released those APIs. They're, it's in the QuickTime APIs. Adobe's had this annoying um, uh, thing where they want to do it their own way. It's one of the reasons why um, Photoshop, t- Photoshop took so long to actually um, work properly under Snow Leopard and uh, well, under Leopard itself and, and same with Microsoft Word. They tried to do everything their own way as opposed to going um, what Apple said and says, use Cocoa APIs, use Core Animation, use all that um, and you'll gain all the benefits. They didn't do that. So that in reality, the blame lies squarely on the developers and in this case, that we're talking about Adobe. If so Adobe you're, you're, had used QuickTime, they would have had the hardware acceleration. So you're saying that Adobe are using none of the core APIs that everyone else is using? Well, I don't know about the latest versions, but in the, the current versions, um, they, they aren't. They're, they're trying to do it their own way. And that, that was one of the reasons why Apple said it's taking Photoshop so long because they're not using um, the Cocoa APIs. You, you, um, when, when Adobe starts using Cocoa, well, a good example would be this year when Microsoft uses um, Cocoa for Office 2010. You'll see how much of a difference editing and, and Word and Excel and all that will be when they're using the native um, Apple APIs, Cocoa and, and things like that. <clears throat> what do you mean? What will the difference be? Faster? Well, you, you'd gain full advantage of 64, but mm. you'll have all the abilities to... Um, you, well, you'll be using less resources. I mean, currently, Word and Excel and all that are absolute dogs in terms of um, their resources. It's slow, it feels clunky, things so like that. 
So do you think it's just the fact that Adobe aren't prepared to um, code in the way that would use the resources appropriately, and if they did, then suddenly they're on the iPhone and the iPad? Because I I don't believe that for a moment. Well, it's not necessarily suddenly they'll be on the iPhone and all that if they use it. I mean, Apple have got clear guidelines on the development of um, applications on on the iPhone and iPhone iPod Touch and things like that, and, and conversely, because of um, using the same operating system, would be the, the iPad as well. Um, if Adobe sticks to the standards, then there shouldn't be any reason why they can't can't do those plugins. Uh, I mean, Apple has been to some extent trying to work in with Adobe to get these plugins uh, on there. But, but see, the, but see, sorry to interrupt. But the, the the really interesting thing is what's happening on the iPhone now. I mean, Adobe CS5. I mean, it, it's been indicated, although it isn't out. Um, and I've been in a few non-disclosure agreement meetings, but it's already been indicated, and there are applications on the um, iPhone store that are Flash-based. But in order to be allowed to have those published into iTunes, Adobe has effectively had to create its own engine to run those within the application. It's had to mm. create its own workaround to have those apps installed in, in, in iTunes. I mean, and once again, they, they're trying to do things their own way as opposed but, to trying to... seriously? I mean, so, I mean, I don't know enough about it to know whether they would do that, but would they ever... Why would you go to the trouble of effectively building a virtual machine to run your um, files if all it required was to use the, the, the correct APIs? Well, if you want to do things your own way, then you can make it extremely difficult for yourself or you can use the systems that are in place and make it easy for yourself. I don't know what what Adobe's trying to do. I, I, I'm not in, in the development. I'm, admittedly, I don't have the technical knowledge, the programming knowledge to know whether or not that is is easy to do or, or what. But um, I, yeah, that, I guess that I, seems I, to be a lot of the, the articles that I've been reading that, you know, Adobe's still trying to do things their way. They're not really working in with Apple to do it. Yeah, it's my, we're reading different articles because I, I guess, the, the, I mean, you know, and I have to say probably at this point, I, I haven't been told anything by Adobe um, about the process or their relationship with Apple. When when I was in San Jose, we asked a question early on about the iPhone and about Flash, and we got, uh, this was, I remember it was on the first day, the first m- morning, and we got a very um, standard business response about, hey, we're working with Apple and, you know, we, we're really to get Flash on the iPhone, and that was about all that was said the entire time I was at Adobe headquarters. But mm. I mean, I, 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 knowing people and knowing the way Adobe works, I find it hard to believe that they're trying to circumvent a process, if you like, when their ultimate aim is to get on these things, and in order to do so, the easiest way to do it is to follow the process. Yeah, but I mean, Adobe is not even the 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 only company that's like. Look at Google Voice. Google Voice was rejected. If you actually read uh, between the lines of what Google Voice was trying to do, it was trying to manipulate the internal APIs. It sounded as though they were trying to get it so that when you made a call, it went through Google Voice as opposed to the application that you know the phone application that's already on the iPhone. Now that there. Google's trying to get Google Voice onto onto the iPhone, and Apple's saying, no, no, change this, change that. And Google's saying, well, why should we change that? That's essentially what, what, what's that, coming that one, out of them. 
that one's going to court, isn't it? That's the one that AT that, that AT and T got involved in. People started suggesting that it was AT and T trying to make sure that Google Voice didn't come to the iPhone. Yeah, yeah but AT and T came back and said, "No, we've had nothing to do with this." Right, well, they, but well, they I mean, would. They would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, well, this, this is the other interesting thing. And again, I have to say, I you know, this isn't anyone at Adobe talking to me. This is pure speculation on my part. But I'm starting to speculate that this might end up in court. What do you mean? Why? But are we going to get flash? Are we eventually going to get flash on the iPad? Um, well, I don't know. But see, one of the things that Apple said was that the iPhone couldn't handle flash. Now the the they, iPad, well they couldn't they couldn't handle desktop flash because desktop flash requires a hell of a lot of resources. Right, they but can't the, the, use, the iPad is use, the iPad processor from everything I've read is thoroughly impressive, so it must be capable of handling it. Well, yeah, but it's also we don't know how much RAM is in the thing. It's not just because the processor can handle it. You've still got to have the memory. Um, store the temporary um, applications so that the processor can handle it. I guess you going to have that stop gap. The, the big problem with Flash at the moment is the desktop Flash isn't designed for a portable um, system. It's designed for a desktop or a laptop which has a lot more resources than what a mobile device has. The problem with so mobile Flash is it's a complete, utter rubbish application. It's it's a very, very poor application. It's it's not even a second cousin. It's like no, but they've, they've, dropped, they've, dropped Flash, they've dropped Flash Mobile and you just create it all in Flash using the same um, development tools. HTML5 for the win. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, after having seen HTML5 on um, on Google with YouTube, the difference is staggering. It used to be um, videos would take forever to stream to the ma- uh, mm. the machine, um, and, it, and it, it just ran like a dog. And then um, I've signed up for that HTML5 beta on on YouTube, and the difference is amazing. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it still takes a, a wee while to to do, but then again, you you know, you're pulling through higher quality video. I guess um, the thing that worries me is that the focus, I mean, the, the, the focus on Flash Talk is either about video, in which case everyone's saying, oh, HTML5, or about yeah. games. Now, there's a hell of a lot of other things going on in Flash, and I'm sorry, this is me talking about what we do at Massey at the moment, but, you know, mm. we have, we have an, an entire web conferencing system that's Flash-based. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, huh. the thing I just finished my master's on, that's all Flash-based. Oh, yeah, congrats, by the way, on that. Thank you. And, 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 you know, I would love to see that on the iPad if it had a camera. The interesting thing is there is an iPhone app that, that surprise, surprise, is delayed. They're still working with Apple to get it onto iTunes. Yeah, but are they coding that to uh, using that system? Yeah, converts Which, you know, I, I think that's it's kind of a better way of doing it anyway because of the fact that you're using the internal machine to do all the work. Um, this idea of virtual um, machines and all that, it's one of the reasons why Java is such a, a dog of an... Um, System. I mean, the potential there is for it to be absolutely stunning. I mean, if you look at a Java app running in um, Intent, which is developed by a company called Teo, they use a system as opposed to Java Virtual Machine. They have a Java Virtual Processor. So instead of emulating a machine in RAM, it just emulates the processor and then lets the machine do all the work. It's 50 times faster than the fastest Java Virtual Machine. 
And, and that's one of the problems with a lot of these systems where you actually have to have a virtual machine to run the application, which basically requires a lot more resources than what you would have to do if it was a native application. Hmm. Um, I, I, I guess the thing that still surprises me, and that's why I asked the question about whether this is a media device, is you know, there's been some posts over the weekend and Friday. Um, there's a chap um, from Adobe that posted what, was a bad posting, but I get the point that he was trying to make. And again, this will be in the notes. He posted up screenshots of a whole lot of flash sites and put, you know, the giant blue Lego brick in there, showing this is what it's going to be like on a on a um, iPad. Um, foolishly, he, he one of the sites he included was a porn site, um, which he has now removed and apologised and said it was a joke. Now, um, Merlin Mann came back and posted. A, a great response, which was an image of a giant blue Lego and said, well, you know, the images you posted up were JPEG. You know, they weren't even flash. So, you know, mm. get used to something that's dying. But mm. the other really curious thing that I found over the weekend is, I, I don't know if you've been reading it, but Apple's had to revise all its marketing videos and material about the iPad. Because really? they, yeah, they've had to redo their videos because they showed wonderful shots of people scrolling through the New York Times website with the flash all playing. Oh, yeah, but has anyone actually tried um, downloading the developer tools? They could be using um, the iPhone's, uh, sorry, iPad simulator, which would be using the internal version of Safari, which would be running the plugin. Um, the, the, well, I mean, I've got the I've got the developer kit, and the um, plugin for Flash doesn't work on the simulator, doesn't it? No, for for the iPad. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, I haven't you tried can it. Downloaded on the, the latest version. I, I've got it, but I haven't tried it. But I mean, on the iPhone, you just still get something that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, the fact that they've revised all their pictures. If you go to the Apple site now and have a look, they have actually now put the blue Lego brick in that should have been there. Really? Yeah. Well, the, and the Lego where, brick was well, the Lego brick was there clearly and plain as day on the um, yeah it was on, in the, the, on the keynote in the in the mm. keynote yeah I because remember, yeah. everyone saw the Lego brick and laughed. Uh, yeah, because the rumor was he did it on purpose. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Intentional or big mistake? Yeah, yeah that's but, right. But then again, I mean. The the only real time I actually use Flash is is you know a couple of Facebook games. That's about it. Um, I I use Click to Flash because you know I don't want to see all the Flash based advertisements. I mean there, there's no real legitimate reason why you need to use Flash for that. You can do that with JavaScript and and you know the, this whole idea that you have to have Flash to display an ad is stupid. It, it may have been in, in the back in the old according days. According to the again, this is according to the Adobe guy that posted. He claimed, and I don't know where. I mean Adobe. Sorry, and I mean I'm showing my bias here because my relationship with them but I know for example if you go to their site they hire an external company to analyze the number of computers on the internet with flash installed and it's always up about 97 98 percent he claimed as well that there are 75 percent of websites that only um, provide video in flash format Wow. Now, uh, and one of them, the interesting one, is Hulu, which is huge. Yeah. Now, the response has been for other developers to say, well, obviously, Hulu, you know, pull your finger out and deliver in a different way. Mm. 
But that, that's, that, that goes – a lot of this whole Flash thing all goes back to the bad old days of the internet when it was basically a two-horse race between Internet Explorer and Netscape. And Internet Explorer basically killed Netscape because of uh, Microsoft pushing Internet Explorer on all the machines. It was actually because of Internet Explorer that Flash got to where it was in the first place. And at the time, Flash was a legitimate way of doing things that currently wasn't supported by other uh, by web browsers. You had the player to be able to push the video because um, otherwise you would have had to have ensured that you were distributing video in WMV as well as QuickTime as well as Real Player uh, and all that. I think that's largely, to an extent, not so much of an issue anymore because most of the browsers support standards. But I guess this is one of the things that surprises me, and this is probably a a sort of bigger conversation. Apple, to me, in the whole time that I've used it, I mean, I've been trying to think of instances where Apple have, uh, I don't want to say hindered or blocked you know, form. You know, we're on. We're not on the biggest operating system in use around the world. We never have been, and not every format that's been on other platforms has worked. But I've never known Apple to so um, blatantly, if you like, block um, or show a, a, a you know show a sort of um, lack of interest towards something that is so heavily used out on the internet. I I disagree. Steve Jobs has often come out and saying, this is crap, we want to get rid of this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they haven't, have they? What I'm saying is they've they've talked about it. I mean, he's never been a fan of Flash, but he's never, for example, hindered OS X from running it. No, but but he has hindered a device that he has 100% control over. The, 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 The... with OS ten and all that, they, they have full control over what happens. They can't get away with that so much on the desktop because everything's sort of already there. It Basically, it's, I suppose for want of a better term, Mac OS is a legacy system where they've allowed developers to essentially have free control over what they do. But on the iPhone, because of the nature of the, the mobile devices and, and things like that, they've had to ensure that things are... Basically, everything plays plays nicely with each other. Yeah, and I guess so the point. I, I, yeah, and I guess the point that I'm trying to make is if we imagine that the iPhone iPhone is at one end of the spectrum, and and your Mac and your desktop is at the other. Mm. I was expecting that whatever they brought out was going to sit. Sorry, brought out whatever they brought out was going to sit closer to the desktop end of that spectrum. Yep, me too. That's yeah, I, I knew it was that. never going to do that. Uh, yeah. That that post I did of the my um, that I called my tablet and and yep. the the one after that um, year of the document. In my tablet, I said basically it's going to be running the same operating system as the iPhone. So straight away, it was never going to support Flash. It was, you know, it wasn't going to be a fully open system because I knew exactly what the tablet was going to be designed for. Um, because when See, you I look at, I don't think I'd ever at, call it. Sorry, I don't think I'd ever call it a tablet. I don't think but I'm it is. Any- it's it, it's a tablet. It's a hundred percent pure tablet. The if you look at the current line of of tablet computers, they're basically nothing more than a, a laptop with a touch screen. They are not tablets because they they've got a keyboard and all that. The whole so you're, you're, you're saying this is the first true tablet. 
Well, no, because there was another one that I saw. I forget what the name of it was. It was also a tablet. It had no keyboard. It was basically a physical touchscreen device. Um, unfortunately, they used a stylus. But I'm, I'm not against the stylus. I think the stylus has its place. But the whole point of a tablet is to remove the keyboard, remove the mouse, and have everything done on the um, thing. So you're not carrying around a bulky device. You're, you're carrying around something that... that is easy to carry. It's got good screen, uh, got good screen resolution. It's got the ability to essentially work the way that you work on a desktop, um, while not actually requiring all the resources of a desktop. The 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 iPad is true and true a tablet. So on Thursday night at ten fifty one, Darren posted on Facebook, "I was right, and ninety percent of the computing industry was wrong." And then he wrote, stupid tech pundits. Now, Darren, I have a question about your Facebook profile picture because I don't know if we should really describe this because it's a bit of a family show, but it's a Kermit the Frog puppet who's (laughs) grasping a certain part of his body and spreading it open. I thought it was a brilliant thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, okay, we're getting we're going to get close to wrapping up here, but let me just let me just end with this. Who who do you guys think the market for this device is for? Me. But but um, who are you? Like like give me a get, get, broaden it out for me. Who? And anyone basically who needs access to data wherever they are, who needs to manipulate data wherever they are. It it's not designed as a conferencing unit. It's not designed for um like a I suppose it could be used for a school. It may, um, one of the things that I thought, um, especially after seeing uh, pages and numbers and all that in, um, in use, oh, and, and Keynote, um, was, you know, students, if they if they have the ability, like maybe there's, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but um, if you could record, do voice recording at the same time as taking notes, um, you know, it would be perfect for an environment. You aim the microphone at the, the speaker, you tap away on your notes, and you've got everything all there in, in, in a document. Which Microsoft Office let you do, and sorry, I know we're going away from it, but do you think Microsoft Office is going to come out on iPad? Well, I don't see any reason why not. Uh, Apple's not going to stop Microsoft Office just because iWork is available. That, that's stupid reasoning. There's other applications that fulfill needs that are on the... Um, the iPhone already. Um, I think Office Microsoft would be crazy not to bring out um, well, Office the, versions. Well, the problem, the, the problem Microsoft currently has is they can't port Office 2008 because it's not a system and a system friendly application, which is what I was getting back beforehand. They're not using Cocoa Frameworks as such. They're, they're still, to a certain extent, using Carbon. Um, but Office 2010, however, um, that is going to be fully Cocoa. It's going to work well with the system. It's going to use a lot of the core animation stuff or, you know, the core frameworks and things like that. Um, so if if they do do that and if they do, do develop a system that plays nice with others, then there, there's no legitimate reason why it can't go on the iPhone. At the moment, it's a technical issue because they've sort of painted themselves into a corner with Office. Um, but with the Office 2010, it, it's going to, from what I've um, read about it, it's going to be a complete rewrite from the ground up um, using the system. So 
office will be there. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Um, personally, I wouldn't use it because I, I do everything in iWork. But yeah, um, yeah. for those that use Office and, and require Office, then it will be there. It's just a matter of uh, a technical limitation at the moment. Well, so, Phil, who, market. Who do you think markets are going to be? Um, I'm well. First of all, can I ask you guys a question? Have either of you watched the keynote? And did Steve Jobs refer to the iPad as a computer? Uh, well, I it is watch. a computer, but so is the iPhone. Okay, well, the... the hold on, you described the fi- iPhone as a phone before. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a computer by definition because okay. it, it performs the roles of computer. If Steve Jobs described it as a computer, then I respectfully disagree to both Mr. Jobs and Mr. Loaded Wookie. I do not believe it's a computer. Okay. It is um, by definition. Not, PDA not by, is a don't, don't worry about definite. Don't worry about technological yeah, definitions. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my scheme of things, in the Phil Roy definition, it's not a computer. It's it's a very bloody big iPod Touch, yeah. and particularly because in most instances you're going to need a computer to go with it. Yep. Okay. Right yeah, that. but that's, that's so, what hold on, hold on, hold on. Just so let, let me just finish. So in that scheme of things. Who the market is, is not someone wanting to get rid of their computer and just have an iPod Touch, an, an iPad, sorry. Mm. I think more likely it's going to be people who um, have got a computer already and want something else to go with it. Yep. Um, and in a lot of cases, if those people have already got themselves an iPhone, I don't think they're necessarily going to go for it. I don't want to say it's enterprise focused because. Darren's given good examples of it. I don't want to say it's education-focused. I do think it's going to be a bloody big success, mm. but I still am slightly surprised and have to wait and see about who ultimately is going to use it. I know from my personal feeling, if I had the desire for something, if I didn't have my iPhone now, I'd be waiting for version 2 or 3 of it. I yep. wouldn't be buying. Well, let's get to the buying question in a bit, but let me tell you, my I agree with you, Phil, 100%. I think... I was really confused about who the market would be, and I thought of two people instantly who I think would use it. One of them is my mother, who doesn't have a computer, um, doesn't even have an internet connection, so I I can imagine me buying her one of these as well as a broadband plan of some sort back in Canada so she can see her granddaughter. And the other person who I think would benefit from this is... um, um, is my daughter. I think she would she would actually benefit from this significantly. Now, I'm not going to buy her one because she's spoiled. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, see that, that you, you're right in the sense that it's not designed for the people that or, um, that don't already have a computer. That's, um, that's one of the reasons why current tablet range has actually failed over the last 10 years is because they're trying to push it to be a replacement for a desktop. A tablet isn't a replacement for a desktop. It's more of a companion right. for a desktop. Right. Um, and if you think of it in that way, then it makes sense um, and it, it fits exactly with, with that target range. I know from my um, perspective, I... I I will definitely be getting one because of the fact that it fits in exactly with the way that I use um, my iPhone currently, but the iPhone's kind of limited for what I need to do because um, I, I do a lot of documentation and sometimes I have to do that documentation on site um, and just a, a little pokey screen um, like what the um, yeah. iPhone has, it just isn't good enough to, to do what I need it to do. Do you wish, sorry to interrupt, do you, do you wish that the iPad also let you make calls then? <laughs> no, I, I think 
I've always been a, per, uh, a person who's sort of the right tool for the right job, a uh, right tool for the job. You know, you don't, you can, you can hammer in a screw, but it's not the most efficient way to do it. Um, I would still have the iPhone, I, I would have the iPad, I would just leave my laptop at home, uh, you know, at, at the office, and then get, when I get back to the office, I'll sync. Because that's currently how I work with my iPhone. I, yeah. I don't carry my laptop around with me all mm. the time. Because um, it's just too bulky to do it. But something the size that's a magazine um, makes absolute perfect sense for me because yeah. um, it allows me to, to work better. Um, but I'll tell you now, I'll be getting the 3G version because I've got a, a data plan that I had for my MacBook Pro um, where I just slotted in an express card modem. So I'd just be taking the SIM out of that, whacking it into the thing, because I need access to Google Maps. Mm. And unfortunately, I'm using my iPhone um, with my company SIM, and my company SIM doesn't have a data plan. So at the moment, if I want to access Google Maps while I'm out on the road, I have to flick over into my personal SIM, stick that in there, um, which means I can't make calls sort of thing. You know, So it, it gets quite tricky. So, um, yeah, p- personally, as soon as I saw it in action, I knew that's exactly what I needed. See, it's interesting because I would – I, I, you say you don't carry a laptop around. I carry a 15-inch unibody MacBook Pro, and I don't find it bulky at all. Um, I would, I w- and I'm thinking I would actually rather carry, if I had a choice, between an iPad and a 15-inch unibody, or even a 13-inch for that matter, but let's go with 15-inch. Um, I would rather carry the 15-inch because knowing that I've got a full, powerful machine running OS X and Windows you know, in my backpack, which doesn't weigh very much at all. Yeah, but I, I think, again, it's, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, one of the places I think we're going to see this appear is, you know, you might walk into a shop and a shop assistant comes up with you yep. um, and, you know, talking to you about the things you're trying to order and they just show you an iPad and flick through the various options of, you know, yeah. outfit you want to order that they don't have in stock or something and like that. that. That's where it's really making sense. That, that's where the tablet should have always fitted in. It's in that sales and data warehousing and all that. See, for me, um, the the laptop, I, I've got the 15-inch MacBook Pro um, before the unibodies. And for me, it is a bulky device because I'm also carrying around tools and things like that. Um, so there, there's a lot of space required, you know, if, if you're carrying around a toolkit and then you're carrying around a laptop and you're carrying around, you know, a phone and you're carrying around parts to go and do the job that you got to do, it, it all adds up, you know. So mm. to eliminate the weight and all that, um, the tablet just makes sense and then yeah, get see, back. I, I, don't, I, I travel very lightly. I don't, I, I've mm. never had a problem carrying around a 15-inch, never, never. It's been, mm. and a 13-inch, it would be fantastic. Uh, but I've never, ever had a problem carrying around a 15-inch MacBook Pro because it's just yeah. been a dream. Well, that, that, the that's other what it all down to. Oh, yeah, the other interesting thing that Darren touched on um, that a lot of people aren't aware of, um, the Wi-Fi-only model doesn't have GPS in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, that, that, that's, people are starting to pick up on that. So if you're going to want to do GPS, then you are going to um, need to ha- uh, go, wait for the um, 3G yeah. model. Okay, so bottom but line, the, Phil, Phil, bottom line, are you going to buy one? No, Darren. Absolutely. And I'm going to wait for the top end, top end one as well. And I'm going to wait for revision three because if Apple has taught us anything, it's that the better versions come out, you know, version two, version three. And a lot of people are already saying they're going to wait for revision two or revision three. That's probably what I'm going to do. Actually, I say that now. And you remember how I used to pile heaps of scorn on the time capsule? I bought one 
about a month and a half ago. You, so, you weren't you weren't going to buy a three GS and you bought one as well. Yeah, that's true. So I'm a huge yeah. hypocrite. So don't even yeah. listen to what I have to say. <laughs> my no is very easy, simply because my iPhone and my desktop and laptop at work do everything that I need. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's I, interesting. I, I can't, I can't imagine being somewhere else and thinking, gosh, I wish I had a tablet. But see, that, what that says is that, that Apple has not made a case to you, Phil, <clears throat> given them you've got, you've got one of everything that they produce, and Apple has not made a case to you that's strong enough to make you say, I'm going to go out and buy an iPad. Well, it's also things like, I mean, I don't actually use the iPhone to surf the web. I mean, occasionally I might, but I very rarely do. I mean, I don't sit in front of the TV and, and check Net Newswire, and when there's an article, think, oh, I'll bring up Safari. I actually, um, which is probably fairly tedious, I email it to myself because I think, well, when wow. I'm sitting at my desktop, I'll look at it. Oh, wow. mm. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I if I had it, it if, I, if I had it, sorry, uh, if I had it there, I would use it. But I'm not going to go and buy one to think great when I'm sitting in TV and I see something on my phone. I can put that down and pick up the iPad. Mm. You know, it just, just, you know, it's spending too much money. <laughs> Ultimately, what I've been telling people: if you question what the tablet's used for, you're not, the, you don't need one. Um, and so you shouldn't probably go out and buy wow. one. No, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know about that. No, I think that's fine, and I think that's the way the criticism should be levelled. Not you don't know what you're bloody talking about, <laughs> but you know, if if you're looking at it and thinking, ah, don't think this is for me, then that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. See, when I was sitting there, I, I was watching how it was all working. I thought, yep, that's exactly it. That's you know, it all made sense to me. And and if it clicked straight away, then chances are you're in the target market, um, which makes sense to go out and, and get one. Um, but but there was a lot of guys at work saying, oh, you know, it doesn't do this, doesn't do that. And I said, well, ultimately, really, do you need to to do that? And no, I mean, I, said, well, I, I, no, I said, then don't go and get it. Yeah, and I sat there and I thought, okay, I can actually I can actually see myself sitting on my couch. Uh, reading, I got a digital subscription to MacWorld um, just bought recently, and I can, I can see myself doing that. Um, but here's the other question: Is that how much is this going to be when it hits New Zealand? I mean, it's seven hundred dollars. New Zealand is a direct kind of, um, uh, you know, d- currency conversion, but they always added a little bit more. So for the bottom of the line, we're probably looking at you know eight hundred New Zealand dollars for a sixteen gig version, are we not? Yep, which is around about the same price as an iPod Touch. Except with a bigger screen real estate and Eight, a smaller hard drive. $800 is what an iPod Touch is? Is it really? So I think the 32 gig one's about um, wow. $800, yeah. So does, that, does that mean we're going to get drop in prices for iPod Touches and yeah, well, not phones? So. Who, who knows? Um, yeah. I think part of the reason why, I mean, it's the same with any form of technology. The, the 32 gig iPod Touch is quite a large hard drive. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, it's the 64 gig. That's 799 I think. No, um, do the, well, do the no. I think isn't it, it five hundred five hundred US is roughly seven hundred New Zealand. What's our exchange rate is quite good at the moment, so they won't level it anywhere near that there at that at the moment. I you, I think you're right. We'll be looking at eight hundred to eight fifty for the lower end one. For the top end one, um, if you go by an absolute um, conversion, you're looking about eleven twelve hundred dollars for the top end um, sixty four gig. 3G version. That's a lot of uh, money. Yeah, I don't uh, think it depends. If it depends on on whether or not you see the need for it. Um, if if you see the need for it, if it makes sense to you, then it's probably not a lot of money. But yeah, but go, go, it's true. Going back to the criticism, and I'm, I've got a brain like a sieve. But with um, when the iPhone came out, 
there wasn't this level of criticism, was there? And 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 there's again, we, we we're kind of acknowledging there's different types of criticism. There's some people saying, "Oh my God, it's flawed," mm. and then there's others who mm. I think more reasonably are saying, "Well, this isn't for me." And I don't mm. think that was sort of leveled. I guess one of the things that surprised me is the number of people saying, "Well, this isn't for me because it's missing these things." And, and I'm I'm just curious. I mean, do you think this is because Apple's been so successful recently, or is it the product? I don't think it's the product. If you take the product for what it is, it's a fantastic product. It's there's there's nothing wrong with it in in reality. I think part of the criticism comes from the fact that because it's running OS ten, the same operating system as what's on the touch and the the iPhone, people are comparing it to those devices, and and that's the big mistake. Um, trying to compare it to the those devices just doesn't make sense. See, it's interesting because Leo Laporte, I really liked what he said. Um, he said this isn't a computer. He said what well, he called it an appliance, but he basically meant it's it, it is a device. Yeah, I think that's yeah, more accurate. Steve Jobs said that. He said as well, it's a mobile device. But then again, he also lumped um, the MacBook range as a device. So you know, definition for definition. I mean. You know, as I said before, it is a computer because, by definition, it is a computer, um, an electronic device for storing and processing data. Typically well, yeah, so, so is my toaster so. in that regard. <laughs> well, if you does it store data? Yeah, it stores the, well, yeah, because it stores how long I want my toast to cook for, and it doesn't do that very well. well I might that's add. just a timer. Yeah. Timer is not really a, a data storage. <laughs> it might so, store tomato, crumbs tomato. after it's. Yeah, it does that. That does that very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't care what it. I don't care what you call it. I really couldn't care. I just. I. 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 I probably will get one because I'm stupid enough to shell out something a price with a comma in it for something that I probably don't really need. You're gonna. I reckon, Dave. Stephen Fry's got you. You're gonna be saying, "I wasn't going to," you know. And then the moment I saw it and I put my hands on one, that was it. I had to have one. Yeah. I said that about my first girlfriend too. Actually, <laughs> anyway, any oh, so this is a family show, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, last minute thoughts. What, what have we? What have we? What have we not said that has what needs to be said? <laughs> Come on, Darren. You're making some good art, Darren. You've actually had me convinced on a few things. I mean, you had you had good rebuttals. Uh, to some of the points that I made. So you you know that that you've kind of this is why I say I probably will get one because. You've kind of twisted me a little bit uh, in favor of actually picking one up. I just, well, look, I I'm only sort of coming at this from a technical point. I yeah. mean, you know my background. I'm an engineer, computer engineer, so I can pretty much see the benefit of a device. If the device didn't make sense to me, I wouldn't be no. trying to push it or anything like that or trying see, to correct people's thinking of it. The interesting thing is I will look forward to the NZMac.com review by Darren when he gets one. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're going to support me with one, are you? Sweet. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then I will then be very fascinated six months down the track in a podcast to hear you talk about its limitations because I guarantee from an engineering point of view – there will be things that you wish it could do. Well, that, that's going to be the same with any device. Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 no, yeah. My laptop yeah. would do as well. Yeah. But like yeah. what? What would you wish your laptop could do? Like what? Um, what can't I it do? Think of anything offhand. Exactly. But there, there, there are. I mean, it's any device. Any device is going to be limited by the technology that's currently out there. I mean, yeah, true. It, it would be nice to have my laptop where I can just basically go wherever I want. I don't have to have extra hardware to go on the net if I'm, you know, stuck out in the wops or something like that. You know, um, 
it'd be nice to have a, a, a um, uh, what do you call it, a um, solar panel on my laptop so I don't have to worry about batteries and things like that because I'm outside all the time. I mean, there's a lot of things where you can say, oh, I wish it did this, I wish it did that. But in, in essence, to to practically do that is, is sort of going, you know, a little bit on the stupid side of things. But, um, mm. I mean... My iPhone, there's a lot of things that I wish wish it would do, but at the same time, the way I'm using my iPhone, the iPad is actually fulfilling those needs that I, I am finding are lacking on the um, on the iPhone. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a matter of perception. It's a matter of you've got to sit down and just go through what, do you want in a device? You know, will the iPad cover that? Will the iPhone be enough? Will just a laptop be enough? Um, or a desktop be enough? I mean, ultimately, probably what I'll do is um, when it comes time to upgrading my laptop, because um, I'll have the iPad, I'll probably just get, say, maybe another Mac Mini and, and uh, Mac Mini server and, and all that as well, and then just have that sitting on the desk sync with that and then you know just use, use the pad because it makes more sense for me yeah. it's more mobile than what my laptop is currently I mean, it's, it, it's a bit like the conversation when i was first looking at buying an iphone on nziphone.com someone said to me you know um because you know i'm cheap i'm on prepay and i was going to disable data <laughs> and someone posted a message and said phil i can guarantee in six weeks time you'll switch data on well it's mm. been a year and i still don't have it switched on i, I just don't need it you know, mm. when I want to access data, I'm around Wi-Fi. When I'm away from that, I do without it because that's what my need is. See, I'm the exact opposite because I remember, I think I was on this podcast, I was saying I'm debating whether or not to go with a plan or go prepay on the iPhone. And I went prepay thinking I knew better and I shelled out whatever, $1,200 for this damn phone. And I have been paying $10 a month ever since to get 100 megabytes of data. Now, it's come in exceptionally handy. You know, I was up in Christchurch and had to find my way somewhere, and I um, uh, you know, used GPS to do that. But you know, I've never, ever, ever used more than maybe 60 megabytes in a, in a month, but I've paid $10 a month every month since I bought this thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I've been quite comfortable without it. I mean, right. I, I, um, for somebody who friends say, you know, can't get away from his computer, it's quite nice to be out and not be mm. able to check your email. Because yeah. I could easily do that. God, if I was in a restaurant somewhere with my iPhone and I looked down and saw there was an email, I'd probably start reading it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's oh. not. It, it makes for fights with your spouse. I was going to say, <laughs> that, you'd get that phone taken off you quickly. Hey, I have a question about the phone. Have you guys put um, uh, ringtones on yours? Yes. Yep. How do you do that? Um, there's a very good article on nziphone.com about how to do it. I'll great. send it to you. Okay, great. No, I'll go look at it. I'll go look at that, actually, because yeah. I'm tired of the ringtones. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I just use um, GarageBand do it that way. Oh, but, right. But there are, I mean, GarageBand has the feature where you basically export as ringtone. It's really easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want, yeah, but, but I don't want like the Lady Gaga song on it. I want, I want, I want like a good ring, a different telephone ringtone. I don't want, I don't want a song. I don't want to listen to Britney Spears singing when I get a phone call. I want to, I want an actual ring that's better than what what I've got or different anyway. You'd still need to find the audio file well, and convert I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, but that, that's easy enough to do. Is it? Okay. Mm. I haven't tried that. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Um, okay, what else? What else are we thinking? Are we going to do picks at all? Yeah, we can do picks. Have you guys got picks? Yeah, I've got a couple. A couple? Okay, yes. I've got two. I've got I've got two. I'll, yep. But I'll wait. You guys go ahead first. So, Darren, why don't you go ahead? Um, well, the only pick that I could think of was... Um, the iPad. I don't know if you guys have ever... <laughs> 
the iPad. <laughs> Not yet. I haven't got my hands on one. Um, I yeah. No. One one of the um, iPhone applications that I've been using quite often um, lately has been. Um, I don't know if you remember the um, the game on on the PlayStation called Driver, um, mm. where basically you, you got the. Um, it's essentially a car game. You fulfil missions in, in a car and, and just drive around. But um, it was always like quite a fun game, you know, trying to get away from the cops because essentially you were playing an undercover cop. So that meant that you got to be all you do all the um, bad guy stuff, um, driving around. And they mm. they've ported the original version of Driver onto, which I think was the best version anyway. Um, they've ported that onto the iPhone, and it's. I would have to say that it's actually, aside from the better graphics, it's like an absolute 100% um, port. So all all that fun um, that was on the on the PlayStation, all that all that atmosphere and all that is actually right there on on the iPhone as well. Um, is it called Driver? Just, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, oh, just wow. Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just such a fun game to play. Um, if you're into car games, you know, getting it sideways through a corner and smacking out cars and things <laughs> like that. And, you know, missions where you have to chase down a driver and, and um, bash up his car and to teach him a lesson and, you know, smashing through shops and things like that. I don't approve of this. <laughs> oh, Darren's, Darren's, thinking, in Wellington. <laughs> Darren's thinking this is going to look amazing on my iPad. Hey, so you know why he likes this, though? Is it because he rides his bike around Wellington? Well, I wish I did. I thought I you got, I thought, ages ago. I thought you. What do you? How do you? So how do you get around? Oh, town? you mean my push bike? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that for a while, actually. Oh, okay. But, um, so I didn't know you drove. Do you drive? This is, a, this yeah. is well, the kind I of game. My car for my job. Oh, okay. This is the kind of game that will um, port to the iPad and be very nice. You can grab the sides of the iPad and it suddenly becomes a big steering wheel. Kind of like a bigger version of an iPod Touch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can use the accelerator, but I, I have to be honest with you. I, I prefer the. Um, uh, the digital control pad, which is um, I found on on the PlayStation, was actually the best way to control the car as well. Um, even on the PlayStation, I never used the analog controller because it just it, it sort of was too easy to sort of whip your car out of shape, sort of thing. Um, whereas on the control pad. Um, it was sort of a lot easier just tap it and tap the brake at the same time, get sideways through the corner and accelerate sort of thing. Um, and in fact, I've found a lot of the car games on the iPhone actually um, prefer uh, work better if you use a, like a, a digital control pad as opposed to sticks and, and the accelerometer because the accelerometer is just a little bit too sensitive, even with the sensitivity down. Um, so how much is this, yeah. Darren? How much is how much is driver? Oh, I it is six dollars forty nine. Oh yeah, That's six not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's cheaper than getting it on. Um, was it um, platinum <laughs> on PlayStation? Play- on PlayStation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's called Driver. Okay, I'll have, uh-huh. to, I'll have yep. to look into that. I kind of like driving games. So, Phil, mm. what have you got? Um, was that all yours, Darren? Ah, uh, yep, yep. Okay. Um, well, I've got two. One is a website, and that is freeappaday.com, which um is the spin-off to the. Um, App Vent Calendar website. Um, over December, they ran a website where every day 
during uh, the lead up to Christmas, a new game became free for 24 hours. And it was so successful, they've launched freeappaday.com. And um, every day, a new app will become available free for 24 hours to download from um, iTunes. Um, of varying quality. Some days are great. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're award-winning games. So um, if you're cheap like me, they're worth grabbing. Um, the website itself, I would say they seem to be having uh, trouble with their popularity. Sometimes it seems to have trouble loading. And I had subscribed to receive an email every day, and that now has stopped. So just I've just got a bookmark, and every night I just check to see what the new game is, or new, you know, it's a game or a puzzle and things like that. So well worth checking out, freeappaday.com. So, Phil, uh, hang on. Does it, can I ask a question? How yep. does it know to give you it for free? I mean, if you Basically, basically what happens is if you're a developer, you can easily go into um, what's called iTunes Connect and just say to iTunes, make this game free for the next 24 hours. If you're coming from this site, if they've clicked from this particular site. No, 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 no. They, oh, it's okay. just blanket. Anyone who happens to be in iTunes and finds this game, oh, it will so, be okay. free during that 24-hour period. Yeah, now, it's the, yeah. it's the American 24-hour period, but basically right. I, I haven't found too many problems. Um, the reason I mentioned the website problem is I realized I hadn't received an email for a day, and I went in and found a game that was free 48 hours ago, and it was still free. So um, the developer had obviously decided to keep that open for a couple of days. You know, I'm kicking myself because a couple of days ago, the free app was Battle Bears. Yep. <laughs> cool. That's which awesome. Is, which is supposedly um, a high-rated one as well. I, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it. I've now got so many um, apps on my phone, it's just ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the other one I spotted, um, which I'm quite pleased I spotted because I think it's quite cool, is called Logitech Touch Mouse. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got and, that as well. Yeah, and I just spotted it, and that it's, I notice it's now in the free um, top 25 or whatever. It's an iPhone application and a little wee application you put on your Mac that turns your um, iPod Touch or iPhone into a mouse. Really? Yeah. Yep. So you can actually be away from the computer and use it to move the cursor, to right-click, left-click, click a button, um, and those sorts of things. And it's just great. And even type in text. So I sat here using my phone to go up to Safari and type in a web address, and it's all free. So it's a great little wee application. So you need um, you need it both on your iPhone and on your Mac. You need, you it need both. Yeah, yeah, you need the free app on your iPhone running, and then you need this thing called the um, Logitech Touch Mouse Touch server mouse. Yeah, running on your Mac. Um, now the cool thing is, um, I didn't have wireless um, activated on my Mac here, so it's one of these apps that picks up my wireless network in the house. So it found the server sitting on the Mac, and so it was able to work. In other instances, if you haven't got sort of a wireless network in your house, you would have to activate your airport card um, or airport connection in your Mac to get that connection between the um, the iPhone and the, the huh. um, computer. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I've used similar apps, but um, I, I actually think I've found the Logitech one is actually the better. It, it seems to be the more stable and seems to work the best um, out, out of all of them. I, yeah, I, I agree with Phil. It's a yeah, fantastic application. I've got another one called Romote, um, yeah. and um, he uh, he upset me, and again, this is me being a cheapskate, because he brought out a pro version, and you can't upgrade. You basically have to go off and buy that pro version. And But he's got a lot more... Um, 
connectivity between specific apps and um, specific functions, and it's a, his is a very nice polished um, application. Um, I'd say that the Logitech one isn't polished, but it's very cool for a free piece of software, um, mm. and I think a lot of people find it quite useful. Mm. That's really cool. Especially given the Logitech brand name. I mean, they, they yeah. make some of the best um, pointing devices out there on, on the market. And, well, it's and interesting because, I, yeah, I downloaded the um, iPhone app and then I thought, oh, I bet this is just something that ties into a piece of software you have to buy at Logitech. And to go on to Logitech and find that the software was free as well, I just thought, amazing. Mm. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Mine, mine is um, mine is actually something for the Mac because it's a Mac podcast, you guys. <laughs> um, it's a Firefox extension, and it's called Download Them All. And you go to downloadthemall.net, all one word, downloadthemall.net. And um, basically what it's an extension allows you to do is that if you're on a particular site and you want to download a bunch of PDFs or MP3s, <clears throat> legal ones, um, what you do is you basically right-click and say download them all. And if you've actually got it set up properly, and I won't go into details of how you do this because it's pretty apparent on their website, but it'll just suck down all the MP3s for you on a particular web page um, systematically and put them wherever you want them to be put, either on your downloads folder or on your desktop or in a specific folder that you specify. It'll do that for you. And for someone like me, I, I happen to cross um, various uh, websites around around the net that um, – that are conferences, the results of conferences, and they post up their PDFs or their PowerPoint files. So I often go through these and just use Firefox and do download them all, set up a filter that says if you find anything on this website that it ends in a PPT or a PDF file, pull it down, and it does it. And I just leave it to go, and it you know takes a little while, but it goes, and it comes back, and that's it, done. So I don't have to right-click and save as every single file that I find. I can just do it automatically using this little extension. It's free, but they encourage donations, so it's probably worth it. Yeah, and it's not at download them all. It's at down the more a uh, down them all dot net. Oh, is it mm. down them all? I thought it was down, down them all. No. Oh, so um, because I kept getting errors trying to find the link as you're chatting. So it's da- down down them all dot net. Down them all. Yeah, you're right. Because download them all goes to a, a a parked site. You're right about. Sorry yeah. about that. I thought I actually. And the other one I was going to say I already mentioned was um, I picked up a MacWorld subscription. Digital. It was. Uh, it's twenty That's bucks U.S. Great, eye, Yeah. Yeah, it's really quite good, and I'm using Zinio. But the problem yes. I have is that the the first time I tried to order the subscription, um, when I hit submit after I entered the credit card details, it timed out, and I didn't know if I actually paid for it or not. So I sent them an email said, "I think there's something wrong with your with your system," and they said, "Oh, sorry about that. Just call us and we'll run it through." So I waited a couple of days and then checked the online statement for the credit card that I use for online stuff, and sure enough, it went through. Um, and then eventually I got a note saying, okay, download the Zinio Reader. And I did that, but it actually wouldn't, the Zinio Reader wouldn't pull down or wouldn't connect to my subscription service. And I did some searching around, and it turns out what you have to do is that you, it's, because it's a problem with Rosetta, you actually have to take your original install disk for Snow Leopard and reinstall Rosetta using <clears throat> that rather than use the updated Rosetta that came with, I think, either 10.6.1 or 10.6.2, I'm not sure. But somebody said, on, I found this online, just take your Snow Leopard disk, throw it in, reinstall Rosetta, and then try the Zinio Reader. And it, sure enough, it works fine. So yeah, I, yeah, I've been a subscriber of the electronic version for about um, four, uh, five or six years now, that's and that's great. great. Yeah. Um, the, the really cool thing is the substantial saving, as you say. I mean, yeah. um, I, I just resubscribed for another two years just recently. And, um, Chief. 
the, the, the tool's really cool in terms of how to read it. Um, the fact that I like the fact that you can print them off because I'm, mm. um, you know, we're having discussions at work about people who want to read online. But when I flick through it, any page that I think is great, I just hit print and um, yeah. read them later on. Do you print in color, Phil? Or? Yeah, I don't. Well, I've only got a color printer, so. Um, How much does that cost up. you running it then? Is it a lot? Oh, I, that's, that's a really old printer I bought too soon. That was quite expensive when I purchased. You know what I'm thinking about actually buying off Trade Me? And I found, I'm not going to say what model it is because then someone's going to go buy it. Um, I'm actually pick, thinking of picking up an old uh, scanner um, and, and, and basically just start moving completely paperless and scanning all my receipts that I bring in. Because if you use an, you don't have to worry about drivers anymore because apparently there's an application called ViewScan, I think it is, ViewScan.com. Yep, yep. It's like $40 US and it basically works with almost any scanner. I have to admit, I've, I like ViewScan, but I've, the latest version just seems to be really hit and miss really? Um, lately. I, I've actually just been using the internal um, scanner on Mac OS X and then just binding them using um, Acrobat Pro because um, they they did a st- um, weird thing with Preview on, on Snow Leopard and it's not quite as nice to sort of make a, a mm. combined PDF anymore. Um, but yeah, or, or I use... Um, Oh, no, no, Acrobat Pro, yeah, Devon Think doesn't merge them. Um, but, yeah, ViewScan's quite good, but I think they need a bit of work to do to get it to work properly on um, uh, Snow Leopard. Um, it just doesn't seem to work properly. It doesn't seem to pick up my scanner because they changed the way that the, the scanning system works. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so so what um, what what's the cost of the scanner? Because you can pretty much pick up um, an all-in-one device for a lot. A lot cheaper than you can get a scanner for. Buy I'm now like, is thirty bucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, go for that. You cheapskate. <laughs> What's funny because I've got a scanner here, and I was just texting Dave saying that he could have it because um, I can't be bothered getting View Scan. Um, and on Windows Seven, which I've got on the, because um, I was using it on Windows, um, they haven't updated the drivers for Windows Seven, so I. Uh-huh. I don't. I can't remember the last time I actually turned it on. To be honest, because we just use oh. the photocopiers at work. Yeah, I've got a. Sc- we've got lots of scanners at work too, and big, big suckers. But I just, I'm not going to bring in my receipts every time and scan them. There. <laughs> no, just a pain yeah. in the butt. Yeah, um, I, I do the same. You know, um, I subscribe to a magazine sometimes. Um, it's just nicer to, to like basically whack it in the scan and then carry it around with you wherever you are, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Of course, thirty meg. Um, PDFs are quite a bit of a pain, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, gents, I think we've uh, pretty much exhausted it. Well, actually, no, we haven't, because there's probably a lot more to discuss when, <laughs> when the thing comes out. Well, I mean, really, it will. I mean, but um, I think we've pretty much exhausted it for this for this round. Anyway, what do you think? Yeah, we'll have to let you have to do it again when um, everyone's had a play with one. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do think that's fair. We have to, and you're right. You have to kind of use it to kind of really get the gist of it. I'm, I'm, I'm assured of that. One thing I'd like to see would be um, them altering multi-touch to allow two-handed gestures, because with a larger screen, that makes a hell of a lot of sense, and and the the potential would be fantastic, especially for like touch typists and things like that with the landscape keyboard. Just get them to do the get them to do touch on the uh, on the magic mouse first. So what does that mean, Darren? It's not going to handle you sitting there with two hands and furiously typing. I mean, it's. it's... <laughs> well, you have to lift your fingers, obviously, otherwise it, it won't um, sort of 
pick up the keys properly because you have one key down and it's not going to type the other key properly. Um, But I I was just thinking the potential for really seriously manipulating things, especially like um, because I I noticed in the in the in the keynote they they basically were using just one hand, um, and and when you looked at how you know they they had their left hand holding the unit on the side um, while they were using their right hand to scroll up and down the inbox. Now, if that was me, I would have been uh, if I want to scroll the inbox, I'd just use my left hand for that, and then you know do what I've got to do in the in the right hand on the in the main pane sort of thing, and I'll be alternating the hands using that. But um, so you know, I just figured if they managed to get um, dual hand action on there it would be a really amazing way to actually interact with the data that you and and that that was one thing that that i was thinking just watching the keynote is this is changing the way we interact with data you know when when they showed the the pie chart and he just grabbed a section of that and just dragged it out to to provide that highlighted pie segment um i just thought man this is there's a there's a physical interaction with the data, so to speak. There's not that disconnect like you have with a mouse and a keyboard sort of thing. I wonder if you can do that on the actual on the the full version of Keynote. I'm not sure if you can. I don't use pie charts that often, but and um, anyway. so we do we think we're going to see when it's released. We're going to see tie-in versions of iWorks. Good. You, you know, know what? When is this going to be released? That's a good point, Phil. March. When, yeah, March. What, Sixty yeah, days. From when now do we get it? Yeah. Uh, March. Yeah. We, sh- we should get them around about the same time. Do you think so? Maybe a week or two after. But well, that's be... what they're saying, but I wouldn't be surprised if pre-order demand means that we don't. Yeah, I, mean, I that's, agree. That, that's what happened with the iPhone and um, yeah. and the oh, iPhone yeah. 3G as well. Yeah. No, I with agree. the 3G, we got it on the day it was released. No, there was – what was the – th- Well, they ran out of stock on the day, but – No, um, no, no. We, we – um, we the the launch date here wasn't the same as the states, including the three G. The three GS was a couple of weeks after the states. I think that's right. There was something recently that they announced where there was a shipment they were expecting from Sydney, and it got held up. What was that? Was it the mouse? It may have been the magic. Maybe the mouse here. Yeah. Boy, what a disaster that was. That was not worth waiting for, let me tell you, but that's for another time. I oh, loved it. I, right. After playing with it, I loved Ugh. that mouse. I went back the, to my Logitech. The, the other thing, depending on what you're um, like in terms of the um, the aesthetics of it, is I didn't realize that the 3G one, I've had to take a chunk out of the top part of the back to no. put in a plastic strip as well. Yeah. Well, you had to do that anyway because yeah. you've got to get the SIM card in there somehow. Yeah, but it's also to, it's to let the 3G signal get out, basically. Yeah. yeah, well, too much aluminium, you're not going to get any signal at all. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So, um, Darren, right, are, are you going to buy a dock or a, or a keyboard dock? <laughs> He's going to um, get a keyboard. He's going to think it's a laptop. Personally, I don't, I, I don't know. I sort of looked at it. I thought, no, well, there's probably no no point because if, if I'm getting to the point where I need the keyboard dock, then essentially I'm going to be using the laptop or uh, um Instead, so there's no point, you know, just sync the data up and all that. But I wonder if um, the keyboard has a USB port. Oh, that's a good question. I don't think it does. I think it's just basically a power connector. Because right. um, I, I, I thought too, wouldn't it be cool if the dock had the um, uh, the Display Port out, and so that you could do all your videos and things like that out to the TV and and mm. things like that, kind of like what you do with the um, the iPhone and iPod Touch docks. Mm. Um, mind you that. That dock is actually a universal dock, so it's the same one as on the iPods and all that as well. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. But in, in regards to what you were saying, Dave, about the the eye work, I, I can see the two working together. I, um, I hope so. It's going to be really interesting to to see what's going to happen. You know, um, when they roll out twenty ten, um, I, I think what ten depends on what they call it. Um, yeah, but. You know, having having that ability to to you know sort of maybe do a rough draft on the on the well, I suppose with the iPad with the way that it's um, set up, making it a document on there um, from scratch is also going to be just as easy as using it on the on the desktop. Um, uh, yeah, we'll so, see how the, we'll see how the typing is anyway, but uh, mm, on that, but on I, that I, I could one. see like. Um, being able to upload to iWork.com being quite beneficial as well. You know, upload it there, get back to your machine, work on the document in one spot, sort yeah. of thing. So That's you're not true. On copies yeah, it, might be, I, it, it might be. It might be doable that way, I guess. Mm. All right, gents. The hour of nine is near. It's time to call it a put it, put this put this baby to bed. I think it's. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty much finished. So. Um, yep. Hey, thanks very much, you guys. I appreciate it. this. is This is a good chat about the iPad. I'm still not 100% convinced, but it's you know, it's, I'm a little bit more, I guess. You'll be behind. Yeah, I probably will. I, I'm such a hypocrite when it comes to these things. Hey, Darren, thanks very much. Yes, yeah, all right. And Phil, thank you very much. And um, just a reminder, everybody, nzmac.com is a place you want to go to. Forums there. Uh, Darren, you've done a couple of posts recently, a couple of a uh, couple of articles, which are great reads. Um, and Phil keeps Phil keeps a lot of information flowing on that site quite a bit. So Phil, thanks for your time on doing all that. It's really beneficial for the New Zealand Mac community, I'm sure. Cheers, um, Dave. And uh, we will speak to you guys soon. See you later. See ya. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest presenter. We do not necessarily represent those of NZMac.com.